Ooh, dear, oh God. Oh God, oh dear. Oh God, oh Nam Shavai. Oh Nam Shavai. We can sell air. Air Fusro <laughs> um, hugs. I, I just tried, I don't you can see it, but I actually just tried to rip my own heart out, so I've done this wrong. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum! And we're live yet again with another episode of Late Night Vacuum, the podcast that sucks so you don't have to. <laughs> so very true. Hello, everybody, and how are you, Grackies? I am doing quite well. I'm so hyped today. I can't handle all this hype. The, 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 the hype, it is a real thing. In yes. fact, it's no, it's no longer hype. It is just a, a, a very concentrated dose of game reality. Uh, before I think we... I need to consult the doctor, though, because my hype has been going for more than four hours. You've been enhypened. Yes. Oh, wow. Right now, we need about five minutes of just small text being read out. Please consult your doctor. So uh, shall we harmonize? We shall. In three, two, one. Damn it! It's throwing me off because you're delayed by a couple of seconds. We fucked up, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Okay, so. Three, two, one. Uh, much better. So <laughs> the reason why we were doing that is because we were very we came this close to calling today's episode Game of Bones. Um, so it only felt f fitting that we did that. Yes. Um, yes. And I honestly, we, we, we'll, we'll never do the karaoke circuit, will we? Not, uh, not duets. <laughs> well, we probably could with the words on the screen, but freeform, yeah. we're not going to be part of a, of a uh, you know, quartet. We're, I could, you know, I, with we, the hats. We da-da just how I do my bongos. And <laughs> that does sound wrong. Um, so, everybody, um, we've just had the uh, three-hour live stream uh, from um, CIG. Uh, they do it every year. It's to celebrate uh, their birthday, effectively. And this time they hit the big number three, uh, favorite number of mine, much better than two. Um, two is, of course, the second loneliest number. Um, and three, and it's, it's directly followed by two five is right out we're going to monty python too quickly um there's no there's such a lot, thing there's a lot of noodles happening in chat right now we are we are doing a, a live giveaway um so if you're part of the live stream we're actually giving away a 50 uh dollar starters and gift card um and uh good luck to whoever wins that um so for the audio listeners this is why watching live does behoove you at times sometimes because if not, you'd see our faces, and that is actually a, a negative. 
Um, so going forwards, we're going to just go straight into the um, the live stream that happened today. We so uh, much. so so much. So um, Grakis, we're going to probably talk over this a few times as we kind of dig down and remember pieces and chat. If you want to prompt us with things, feel free to. Um, what was the what were the key takeaways that you got from this live stream? The the big takeaway that I took from this was progress, 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 progress on everything they're working on. We we get to see more of that. And that's the thing is they can't always share it with us, but they're working on it. They're working on it constantly behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. We, we don't get to see it all the time. So now we do. We get to see another piece of the puzzle and get to go. Oh, oh it oh. was it was a prolonged load. Um, we got so many pieces. So. Um, in terms of sales, uh, in terms of ships, um, they went right out the gate with the Crucible. Um, and they were talking about it before they showed the images. But, of course, there was image on the TV. And I was looking at it going, no. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know I wanted that shit. I know. I didn't think that either. And then not only that, they gave us the design doc for the repairs. Have you been able to read it? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So let's let's talk about the the, the crucible very quickly. I mean, it, we won't go into too much detail because it ha if you chances are you've already watched the live stream, so we don't want to kind of repeat pieces. Um, but the entire the entire notion that you can not only dock a ship in and then work on the ship inside. With the um, secondary attachment to it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, with that enclosure is really cool. And the fact that you can, one, work with larger ships using larger arms on the size of the ship is fantastic. And when you saw the tally and the Connie and whatnot, um, just the tipping inside the Crucible, yeah, th that was pretty epic because... Um, you could spin it and dock however you need to 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 get in there and and actually someone in chat just said what cyberwolf said the the repairs are 3d printing and that's what it is it's a giant 3d printer repair machine that can spin and rotate and has the arms and attachments to it, it's like oh I, I i i i want one now damn it <laughs> um what I found really interesting with it was the rotational bridge mm -hmm. um, and also the uh, the engines that move, which is just what a what a way to actually get through the um, uh, what a way to get through the entire issue of uh, movement and control with with changing mass the issue that for example that they have with the caterpillar. Yeah, um, appears to be this is a perfect kind of workaround, and it's something they could implement to other ships in some mm -hmm. degree to fix those issues. So, yeah, they they really they designed an amazing ship for repair. The the concept around it and how they're building it out it's that is just I, I honestly didn't think of the Crucible in that respect mm. and how they built it like the picture in my head wasn't even close. And I went, ha, oh yeah, that's what it should be. Yeah. They nailed yeah. that. Uh, it, chat, comma, slap, which is a fantastic name with the three Ps there. 
Uh, I tried buying a $30 Aurora startup, but they sold out so fast. Thankfully, there is a, a thousand um, a day being put out. Um, and I know that last time they did this, um, a lot of us bought them and we just gave them away. Um, and uh, they do have metrics on that. There was only a few that um, coveted, coveted them. So uh, yep. humanity is actually quite nice. Yeah, most of them were sent out to brand new accounts in some way, shape, or form last time or buy new buyers. So a lot of people are, are purchasing them for friends and stuff. Plus, they're doing it a thousand mm. a day, a thousand a day. So in, in that respect, I know it's not crucible right now, but that's that's something to keep checking the page each day. Go back, yeah. try and grab one if you can. Yeah. I'd just be glad that they're doing a thousand each day and not five. That oh, would suck. Um, so tell us about the repair mechanic because you've actually been able to read the document. Yes. And so, yeah. Oh, you know how I've been talking about repairs and overclocking and Star Wars Galaxies a lot? Incessantly. Yes. The materials in the repair mechanic, and this is where I want to start off because this is something that I talked about with Star Wars Galaxies Crafting. Star Wars Galaxies Crafting resources had ratings. So the better or more pure or better smelted or, or set up your resources mm -hmm. that you gathered, the better ratings they would have. And in that, it was a, a 1 to 1,000 system for different stats on a resource. And each resource would be good for different things. They took a page right out of that book, which was an amazing crafting system. And essentially, this repair system is like that crafting system in that resources are for different things. So you might have iron alloys or tungsten or nickel or... And what you do is you put them into the repair arm. And I'll get into mm -hmm. the, the repair arm system in a minute. But you put them in and they're rated differently. So if you're going to use them for one thing, it might be rated a, you know, say you got a mediocre or something. So you got a C rated equipment or sorry, resource. You got a C rating on it. And from your C rating, you can get your, your hull back to decent shape. But maybe mm. it was built from B materials before. However, if you have A-rated materials and you're repairing it, you might end up with a better hull than what you started with because you got repaired by someone that is really good at finding the right materials for mining and really good at doing the smelting process and everything. And then from that, uh, there's there's two stations in the repair system, mainly. Those two stations are you have the person who's actually doing the, the ship mechanic and doing the, the welding with the arm. Mm -hmm. So they the, the arm actually has two, two modes. One, it's mm -hmm. cutter so that you can take a section of the, the ship hull and cut it around it just to remove that section off. So you can actually go in there with a precision laser, basically, and, mm -hmm. and just start cutting out a piece. So if you've got damaged hull, damaged part, you can precision cut it, pop it out. Now, this is for bigger external damage. Yeah. And then you have the repair item, which goes in and lays down the material like a 3D printer and repairs it. Now, the other station that's going to be working in conjunction with them is sort of like the repair manager. What they're doing is using sensors and monitoring the different damage and repair types. So they're working in coordination with them so they can tell them, okay, this area is severely damaged, cut it out, start rebuilding it. What happens, though, is if you over-repair a section, it goes from red 
to green to red again. Hopefully they have a colorblind mode because I noticed they use color schemes. Uh, they have talked about colorblind mode at some point. Yeah, because they line. use red and green for it. And I'm like, oh, I, I really hope there's a colorblind mode for that one. But basically, you you have the colors from shades of red to green and it, it shifts. So you, you, but you, you can overdo it. You can, and it'll actually start to shift back to red again. So a good repair person is going to know when that repair is done and be watching their close-up sensor and working with a, a, a good repair manager that's going to be monitoring what they're doing and know if they're overdoing it even on the repair. And if you overdo it, it goes back to red because you, you basically botched the repair job, you overdid it, and to fix it, you have to cut that piece back out and do it again. Which means oh, you wow. just wasted resources. So someone That's who's good, good is going to have to be precise and know the timing of it, know how to repair it, and if you screw it up, you're going to be wasting resources, thus money. That's so nice. There is going to be a skill component to that in those two people working together to repair these ships right, as well as finding the right resources for the job, the best resources for each part and piece that will fit into those slots so that you know you have an A rating if you're going to be doing a hull piece and a B rating for that. Mm. And they go into more detail on it. There's subcomponents that can get damaged. Yay. And those have to be then... No, no isn't it a case of they were saying that they're not damaged per se, they shut down to be replaced? They, If they so... get damaged, they shut down. Either you have to replace the whole module if the whole thing gets blown up, or a part can yeah. get damaged. Because so really pop it out, put it back in. The reason why I'm I'm mentioning that is because mm -hmm. I think it's a a rather subtle um, distinguishing of the like I think of Fonzie and the jukebox that sometimes works. Then he goes, he hits it and goes, hey. Um, it means that you may not have an intermittent something working, not working. It will just shut itself down until it's repaired, which seems like a very good kind of design approach to stop everything getting really crazy and noodly. Um. <laughs> it'll, it'll slowly degrade. Like if it gets damaged, the, the different states of it are, it could like, if it's heat piping, all of a sudden your heating will become mm. less efficient. So mm. if it has four parts of subcomponent in that, in that section of heat piping, one of them is damaged, the other three are functioning, you'll see a reduction by an amount. So you'll start to see that fluctuation, which is where engineers are gonna come into play. They're gonna know mm. how those systems run. So they're gonna know when something's running efficient, and then if they start seeing odd fluctuations, they'll be like, wait a second, that module isn't supposed to be running like that. And they'll be able to go over, take a look at it, scan it, figure it out, and then get the right part and pop it out, pop it back in, and replace, you know, they had a whole list, like capacitors, piping, um, power modules. Like, they had an entire breakout of how things could break and the subcomponents that you'd have to swap out, which means mm -hmm. you're also going to have to have subcomponents stored somewhere on your ship if you, you know, want to keep things working. Great. And then they had another piece to it. Well, oh, yeah. Well, personal repair modules like the giant welding arms on the crucible except they're little yeah. handheld guns meaning they can store a lot less in resources they're not as good because they're they're little handheld modules but if you need to do a spot thing so say a piece of your hull gets blown out and now you've got 
you know, the vacuum venting and everything else. You'll have to get up there, cut a small hole out, pop that thing out, make sure the right resources for the hull are loaded in, and just build that up quick and know when you haven't overbuilt it so it's weak. So that you've got a spot create, you know, a repair to patch a hole as quick as you possibly can or you're losing all Atmo. So my feeling about this is that I'm preternaturally bad at DIY. So is this a ship for me? It could be. It could be. Um, actually, in chat, uh, Greyheart42 um, has been reading some of the design notes about um, the Crucible. And I'll read it out. Um, the Scarab, which is the enclosure area um, where you can, say, put in an anvil ship. They specifically mentioned anvil ship, so I kind of wonder if there's a height limitations. Um, they said the Scarab can also be dropped in space and can remain a fully functional temporary station while the cab performs other duties. Yes. So you can basically drop off a repair bay out just outside a combat zone? where the rest of the ship has to go in to fix an Idris, but you're leaving that out there to keep the fighters going and not putting the whole system at risk. No, you see, what I would do is I would, um, uh, you know, send my crucible off to do things, and I'd then have the Scarab as, as, as a kind of like a truck stop. Yeah, you uh, can do that too. So people can come in, relieve themselves, have, have a coffee, um, kind of get around and do various lovely, lovely things. Have a couple starfarers nearby to fuel them up too. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you want you you want to buy some trinkets, a t-shirt? Go for it. Oh, that's where the Banu Merchantman comes in. Yes, well, I can do stocking runs. So I can I can travel from one to the other. You'll have a starfarer for refueling nearby. You'll have the Crucible for doing the repairs, and then you'll have the gift shop of the Merchantman. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Although I am being strong, I am not going to get the Crucible. I will, however, be using Crucibles quite a lot, I suspect. I, I plan uh, on doing, <laughs> doing awesome stuff with Captain Jimmy Deans. And I don't mean ridiculous hug stuff. I mean that, that, that type of gameplay for me, overclocking and repairing, I, with the, the resources and stuff, that falls right into what I love to do with Galaxies. I was a really, really good crafter and miner in that game. Like... I was server top for some of the equipment and slicing and stuff that I did then because it, it fits into my OCD, which is all numbers. So it's like, oh, I have to stack everything just right and get all those numbers perfect and constantly be tweaking. So it's it, it makes my OCD very, very happy. Mm. And so that gameplay just sort of, you know, it's it's that is the ultimate min-max gameplay. <laughs> So, uh, uh, Sunwolf asks a question. Did anyone hear if they said anything about the Crucible being able to move when it has a ship inside the Scarab? Like a race hauler, for instance. Um, That's a I good the question. The question. Uh, question is, can you, can, can you actually move when you've got a ship inside the Scarab? You should be able to. Because it, it's supposed to work just like a docking bay which is the same as, say, the 890, if it fits its situation. So if you have to get out, yeah, you should be able to continue to move because the ship will be docked in there as if it would with any other docking bay. You seal it up, and you get the hell out while repairing it. And then... Well, see, yeah, because the one, the one condition has always been that when you're docked, you can't move. When you're collar docked. 
exactly but so is this is this then different you think we yes, I don't because know. it's a sealed docking bay which so would be like an 890 jumper and endeavor docking bay or those docking bays yeah that's where you can land and move well that works for me then uh that makes me so very happy. i could see this as a you get you know a damaged fighter in there and get the hell out while repairing it stop with whoever's harrying you and everything pop the doors back open and now the fighters back up into the fight and whoever's been chasing you is in trouble because hey guess what now the fighters repaired and they aren't <laughs> good so um also that's come out now we're still talking on the ship front because i mean there was just so much let's deal with ships and then let's talk about squadron 42 and various other odds and sods oh so and, much and about people's um lovely bones um we also had um, the Avenger. Now we've got the two variants, and uh, and so that's three Avenger ships, and they're all flight ready. We have the cargo ship, the Titan. Yep. Uh, we have the Striker, the Stalker, the the Stripper. Which one is it? I think it's the Stalker. I'd have to go look. It's a name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the Stalker. Um, and that's the current version. And we have the Warlock. Now, uh, the image of the Warlock, I couldn't actually figure out what I was looking at. Um, and they said it had a very big weapon. Uh, and it would take up the majority of the ship. I know, phrasing. Yes, um, all the phrasing. All the phrasing. And then it kind of triggered that that's the, uh, the weapon is inside the ship. And it's basically just a, you know, an EMP charge. Oh. Which, which is really, really cool. So the question I want to know is, can you tell uh, from the outside with all your ship sensors that they're building up a charge? Oh, man, that, that'll be interesting at that moment. All of a sudden, their EM starts spiking. Yeah. And uh, you've got to get the hell out or take the blast. Yeah, uh, Mammon Lord asks a question. Why does the wallet cost more than the Avenger it fits into? Um, I think one of the... Uh, I mean, they have various ways they kind of you know look at what warrants the price of a ship. I mean, if you look at it, the cargo uh, well, space of the Titan, I think, is actually... The Titan's slightly more expensive than, uh, the, than the Stalker. And I'm looking at the Warlock right now, and it says standalone ship. So technically, it's sixty for a, an Avenger, which is mm. their their standalone, and then fifty five is the attachment of the Warlock. So having all those additional components and everything else, that is where it is because it it changes it from just a you know standard quick little bounty ship and everything else, and adds an, a huge E War component to it, and it's likely EMP shielded as well. So it yeah. doesn't take itself out of the fight, which means it's going to have other pieces and parts to it in its hull, its shielding. There's a lot more to it behind that. Yeah. Um, so I'm finding on from that. Underscore asks, what do I think about the holo being more than the bounty? Um, it's. I actually think that makes somewhat sense because with the bounty, there's potential risk of damage. I mean, so I should I should refresh this or refresh refresh this, re say this, brain broken. 
Um, it's more to do, I think, with the money you can make. So the Genesis Starliner was a high price point because it's a money-making machine. It's got everything you need. It was more expensive than a cargo ship. Um, uh, but the, uh, the, the way I kind of view it is that the cargo has space to allow you to nimbly um, get commodities from one place to another. You remember you have to rate that against the uh, like a hull A or a hull B, probably in terms of 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 you know potential storage. Yeah. Um, the flip of that is that uh, it can therefore potentially make more money than the bounty hunter because it would probably be seen as more consistent money. But again, that's me theory crafting, so I can't honestly say. Um, and yes, it probably the time probably has complex Gallifreyan technology, um, which is undoubtedly why uh, it works that way. Um, I do like the idea of the warlock. I think it's going to absolutely melt us. Hey, Zylo, <laughs> how are you? Happy birthday to you! Happy anniversary! Um, so what we've got there is a really interesting ship. That as soon as it hits uh, 2.0, people will probably stop complaining about missile spam yes. <laughs> and go, oh, the Avenger. Because the, theoretically, if a, if a warlock can incapacitate you, that means they could board your ship. Yep. Uh, so you see a warlock coming, you, you, you run or you get ready or take it out quick. Yeah. Um, it's not the ship for me. Um, but it is a beauty of a ship. But a ship that is for me is the Archimedes, which is um, the uh, P-72, the revamped uh, uh, Arch uh, 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 Koenig... Oh, hell. It reminds me of a coffee manufacturer. Um, the Kruger? Kruger, yes. Um, uh, which is also now uh, up on sale as a standalone and will very quickly get into the game. I have one, and I shall probably get another one because I strongly suspect my Phoenix may not be long for this world. Oh, uh, that is sad. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens there. But, but you still it, have the 890 that we're going to steal from you, right? Yes, yes, you can steal my 890. Okay, super secret mission. We're going to murder Dublar and take his 890. Mission. The best thing is I'd have Don't given you the him. keys. I know. It, it's just more fun if we kill you, though. You'll be standing there with the keys. It's like, oh, here, you can borrow it. Bang! Why did you, you do that? You, you do know the difference between outside voice and inner monologue. There's a difference? I, I've heard everything. I've oh. heard it all. Um, uh, yeah, the P-72 doesn't have the minigun. It, instead, it has, I think, a laser. Uh, but more importantly, instead of the minigun, it has... Um, uh, a, a means to ref, uh, to kind of uh, gather fuel. Um, it gets its boost back. It gets its boost back. How the Archimedes uh, got its boost back. Indeed. So that's quite good. Um, other ships that have come out, um, where Vanguard is going to be in Hangar, which is pretty damn awesome. I wasn't thinking the Vanguard was going to be one of the ones. Yeah. When we talked about uh, it before, I did not expect Vanguard, and I really like the announcement of how they're going to work to get ships into hangar faster. Yeah. So they have I'm a like, method for that. That's that, that made me go, ooh, good. We get our giant-sized 
ship statues basically from the original hangar like they did with the cutlass except it's a full ship that we can look <laughs> at um the uh the the way i think of it is um the the vanguard is going to be possibly my uh operation pitchfork ship so i'm going to spend a lot of time familiarizing myself in the in the ship i'm going to die in and uh and also this does mean that hopefully come next year um we're going to hopefully see the merchant man in mm. quicker i um, want that vanguard on my wing mm -hmm. um so uh apart from the ships so i think we've covered them um what else did you see in the stream that made your heart sing everything seriously I, I can't pick one specific thing because it was one thing after the other after the other where it was like, oh, my God. Oh, my okay. God. Oh, let's, my God. Let, let's start with uh, Mark Hamill's beautiful face. He can't stop looking at that man's noodle. The man's got taste. The um, so. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 fact is that. Uh, Today, they, uh, PC Gamer and a couple of other sources started releasing the visual of uh, what Mark Hamill looked like in-game. We oh, got, yeah. yeah, and Zylo is saying my favorite part was the video clip of Mark Hamill in-game. That was my part as well. That was beyond sweet. Um, as Ben said, you know, oh my God, Mark Hamill. Um, Don't get so, lucky, kid. Yeah, so good to see uh, Mark Hamill in um, another Chris Roberts game, and to find out that uh, the old man that he's playing um, is actually the largest part, apart from the player, in the game. Yeah, he's the the grizzled old guy on your wing that's taken you from you know new out of the academy. Yeah, through your missions. Talk about happy making because um it was it was like one of those things where you never we didn't know how much um these 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 actors would be in the game and there was a large amount of love for mark hamill and we wanted mark in in the game and to find out that he's basically your wingman your partner in in pew pew for the for the whole game and yes. as intimated in um the Sandy's interview will be continuing his role in the other two. Yes, um, that's no, they don't want to give spoilers, but holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> in terms of not giving spoilers, nice one, Chris, for revealing the opening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, so absolutely fantastic that uh, he's going to be by your side. I mean, I'm sorry, but people of an age, people of any age, that's that means something. And it's it's like they said in there. I mean, we get to fly with Mark Hamill. We're flying side by side with frickin' Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So that's it, that's kind of awesome. that's a nerdgasm dream. At, yeah. At, I mean, seriously, for any any space nerds and stuff, it's like, oh my god, I get to I'm. I'm not Mark Hamill in the cutscenes from Wing Commander and stuff, which was nice. No, I am flying side by side with him. Holy yeah. crap! And he's gonna punch you out. I'm um, okay with that. So, so we had that. Um, we got to see some more of the behind the scenes, some more of the little bits of tomfoolery, um, the genuine friendship that uh, him and Chris have 
um, and how he jumped at the chance to participate. Um, that was that was just brilliant to see. But the high point was seeing him in the in in the Gladius and flying off. That was absolutely beautiful. Um, they talked an awful lot about Squadron Forty Two. Um, we learned uh, a lot about um, how they were kind of scoping it. Yep. Um, how the game because there was always the there was always the thing. Now, I, I, they had talked about this previously, but they did say that uh, you didn't have to play Squadron 42. You could go straight into the PU, and they would then have a retroactive um, things happen to you based upon you playing the game. So um, that way, it means that you don't have to muster out uh, at the end of the first game. You can keep going. I do yeah. wonder what this means to the notion of which they, I think they once said was, oh, you just get in a ship and fly off, and that's the end of Squadron 42. Uh, I don't know if that really, I mean, I suspect that may probably still hold true, but I think that would be a, a complete waste. Um, Your flashback would be pretty short. It's like, yeah, so. Uh, Though I wonder if they do that, if when we get to the expansion, Squadron 42, the second part of it starts off with you in a brig for having you know, gone AWOL and no, taking a it will, ship. It will be you having gone native. You're just in a darkened room and you're just taking Vandal body parts and you're attaching them to yourself so you can become a troll Vandal. And run on four legs. You'll run on four legs with with little string kind of mandibles kind of flapping around your face. As you go, nang, nang, nang. <laughs> That's exactly what it'll be like. Um, so <laughs> I'm just picturing that and it is absolutely wonderful and disturbing. Thank you. Um, so it will be like that. The um, uh, so uh, anything from the Squadron Forty Two piece that struck you? Um, the for me especially it was the fact that they added a, a proprietary muscle system. Yeah, it's like the engines out there really can't handle muscles. They can do the skeletons and the bone and movement, but they can't do the muscle features. So we created a proprietary system to do it. And it's like, wait a second. It's like, yeah, game engines can't really do this right now. So we just made it happen. And I'm, I, I just kind of turned my head. They said it so nonchalantly. And my head just kind of went, what? <laughs> you, do, you do realize the leap in game design that that wait a second they did drop it was a, there was quite a lot of technical stuff that was very buried but that was one of them also the amount of uh when they were talking about the amount of bones and this, and they and sean tracy then moved it on to talking about uh facial reconstruction yeah two in the face yeah um quite quite epic they are the 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 way that they're looking at how they're going to reduce the load is really quite interesting in terms of how um, they're they're op they're going to optimize it to get as many uh, characters on like bridge for example, but they can then have other things uh, running slightly de-optimized. But they're going to use um, certain animations, which yep. will then run at the, at the high quality level. So you wouldn't actually be able to tell the difference. It means that they are doing a lot of very special thinking around this. Um, and this is this is this is one of those things where it's not just a game. Um, this is about creating. 
so the, the analogy is if it took them a year or eight months, I should say, to get the constellation mm. um, done, uh, the iterations of it are faster and faster and faster now. Um, if it took a, a year for people to get a face done and they're now doing it in a month or less. From Rise, uh, yeah, yeah. Which really did have some high fidelity yeah. faces and things. So we're talking a, a new bridge of technology that's being crossed here. Um, and we're hitting the point where doing things on this level, they're breaking that uncanny valley finally. It, it's broken. They're, they're, they're crossing it. We'll see. I'm going to, I think they are, I think they are crossing it. I don't think they've fully crossed it yet. Um, but they are so close. It's, it's, it, it's within reach. The, yeah. The the way I'm kind of looking at it is that you you have these advances happening, and these will be pr uh, uh, proprietary, of course. My God, they need to be. Um, but they show that it can be done. And one of the things that people need to know is that it can be done, and then they'll find a way to do it. So this will open up um, a new uh, era of... I'm going to use the word fidelity. Yeah. Um, so this is actually quite it's true, epic. though. It, 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 this is one of those moments where you hear things like that and you start to see it in place and everything. You go, oh, they just took game development to a completely different level from where it was. And they're, they're just yeah. like, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, in terms of the rest of the stream, they did talk about 2.0. And uh, part of that is that the PTU is live now. Right around now. Today. Right around now. Today. Um, limited access live. Limited access. And that makes, that makes perfect sense. Limited access because it's going to fall over. We expect that. That's what PTU is for. So they're opening up to 1,000 people. And those are the 1,000 people who have... Uh, participated in the issue council in submitting bugs or finding things and reporting them. So they're the top 1,000 who've done that. Um, and as I was saying earlier, I don't stand a chance. Um, uh, Grackies, I've got my fingers crossed for you. I've got my fingers um, crossed for me too. I'm hoping that I yeah. get my hands on it. And I'm yeah. hoping that those of us that get our hands on it aren't held under NDA. Or if there is an NDA, it holds off until I have access. I'm being selfish with those hopes though. But, you know, sometimes we are, <laughs> we're human. I, I, I just, I so badly want to get access to it. I want to find all the broken stuff with it. And I want to be able to stream finding the broken stuff with it so that I can immediately give them video feedback and go, here's broken stuff. Take a look. Mm -mm -mm. So that would be quite awesome. Um, uh, so what other things? Because I've got a list of stuff, but I want to kind of hear uh, things that are just kind of floating out of your brain. Oh, my God. Um, 2.0 is, well, first off, that 64-bit floating point precision, that, 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 that's big. That's a big thing. That's, that, that's one of the, uh, the, the, the holy kind of, that's one of the holy dragons, grails, dragons, rails, rails, dragons, dragons, they've managed to slice. Um, draggles. To sla draggles. So they've managed to slash that. Um, that's going to be incredible. We, um, if you, for some reason, have people that you actually like, um, there's a bring a friend offer, so they're selling a thousand starter packages um, for uh, thirty dollars yep. um, each day. 
So I don't know what time it refreshes at. So if you want to um, get something that you want to give away, that's a great way to kind of grab it and then and then pass the goodness on. Oh, and something I might have missed when I was listening. Uh, Greyheart said they didn't say there was an NDA and it was specifically asked. So if they don't do an NDA again this time, I've got my fingers crossed that I'm in there, hopefully. Just the, the thought of PTU right now, 2.0, those large maps, we're going to be able to get together as we've wanted to for so long now. We're going to be together in the ships living this experience that we've, we've been just going for and going for and going for and hoping for. And this is what I, you and I talked about it long, mm. long time ago. This is that moment where I'm busting out the, bat, uh, the, the Ballad of Serenity Firefly theme song as we all pile in the ship and take off for the first time. This is the living in the verse, the first real taste we're going to get of of where the game is coming together. All of it has been pieces and parts, and we've seen that. This is where it comes together. This is the start of of actually being in the experience of it. And this is just a small, small taste. And it's it's such a good morsel. It is. It's a tasty, tasty morsel. This is just a fantastic day. We've got um, the anniversary sale. We've got a ton of ships that have come are coming back out. We've got a fantastic uh, ship in the Crucible, and I don't mean that it's a sexy looking. Sh- it's a sexy looking ship. Oh God, it is. I I, I don't mean that it uh, has an entirely new uh, discipline within uh, gaming of space sims, where you you can have a life repairing. Uh, other ships i don't you know that's awesome as well but what's really awesome for me is the entire design mechanic um because they've this doesn't operate just as a sole single ship for this kind of purpose they they have to think this through all the way down into the very infrastructure of the game and what it means from um a player viewpoint from economic viewpoint um it's 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 quite a beautiful thing and uh we're getting a lot of details a lot of data about it but that's just top level um and i'm really excited for what this means into the game in terms of it's all coming together it's all coming together in terms of the ships the quick list is we've got the three avengers that are now out um we're going to have uh the titan and the and this and the stripper um, are going to be there f- uh, in permanent store. The Warlock is going to be around for the sale only. The Archimedes is in. I th- it's it's available just this week as a concept sale. So uh, I don't know what point th- uh, that will be coming out proper. And I'd imagine that when it comes out proper, we'll probably see that in in stock permanent. Vanguards are purchasable again, including the the. The buckups, the battlefield upgrade kits. Um, we've then got physical merchandise, which is rather nice. Um, the ships that are being sold tomorrow were selling. They're selling the Endeavor, mm-hmm. um, the Carrick. Uh, Saturday, the Cat, the Herald, the Redeemer, the Cutlass Blue. Now that's an interesting one because they're calling that piracy. 
So I guess we now reveal the, the true power of the police in the Cutlass. <laughs> um, we've got the military on the Sunday, which is the Retaliator. We've got the Starfarer Gemini, which is an interesting one. Um, so not the Starfarer, but the Gemini, um, the, 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 the armored, slightly militarized one. We've got the Saber coming back. We've got the, the tried and true Super Hornet. I think everybody must have one of those now. <laughs> I think so. At this point, everyone's got a Super Hornet, but they're still wonderful. Yeah. We've got them uh, on the Monday. We've got the M50. We've got the Mustang Delta and the 350R. Uh, and then uh, we've got on Tuesday, Aliens. We've got the Kartu Al, the Banu Merchantman and Reliant. On Wednesday, we've got um, uh, Sweat on Your Brow with the Reclaimer, the Starliner, the Orion, the Aurora LX, and the Starfarer. So Starfarer is coming out then. Mercantile. Now, this is where that kind of makes me raise questions. Because here, you've got the Freelancer Miss. Yeah, that Mercantile Miss. Would you like a side order of missiles? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the Hull series. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you've got the Constellation Phoenix. And I can understand the Constellation Phoenix because it's a small cargo VIP ship. Um, so it is a form of mercantile. But if you're doing that, then you should have this Genesis Starliner in there. Uh, and uh, I, I'd, I'd much rather if they said on Thursday, we're going to have the, we love these ships. Uh, and put it out. The one ship that wasn't here was there a ship? Actually, was there a ship here that was there a ship that you wanted to be here that isn't here? Um, oh God, let me go back to that list and look because there's so many on there that are awesome. Um, oh, Jesus, the only thing that I'm—I mean, this, this Starfire Gemini is covered on there. Everything else has been pretty much up. No, I don't see anything on there that I would have said I really want to have reappear on there that hasn't been sold very, very recently in some yeah. way, shape, or form. I I wanted the Corvette. And I know it wasn't going to happen, but I still had hope that it was going to be snuck on there. Oh, as in for a new ship type of... Yeah. See, that's another one of the big, big, big ships, and... There are things that I'm going to want to go for in the verse. So another big, big ship sale and stuff, it's like, oh, I'd want to melt possibly or go for yeah. it. But for me, it's it's one of those situations where it's like, I, I'm okay with it not being on there. I need things to work for in the verse too. So, yeah, I think, I think there's been quite a lot of things shown today. Um, the level of quality that we saw um has been exceptional i'm just super hyped um i'm looking forward to uh the moment where all the placeholder art is is updated and they kind of start to really flesh out the, the 2.0 system because there's going to be a lot of things to do in there but if there's only going to be like say three hours worth of missions um I suspect those missions will be deeply replayable, and also the missions really kind of happen when it's all of us playing together. So there's really no issue there. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing how fast they can pour more content in, because that will be a very good way of seeing, you know, what we yeah. can expect kind of down the line. Um, so uh, Grackies, 
we normally do this at the beginning. But what have you been playing? Oh, God. Um, this past week, it's been Star Citizen. Mm -hmm. So I was in Star Citizen some more. Mm -hmm. And Paladins, actually. I've been spending time in Paladins and in Fallout 4. So Star Citizen, Fallout 4, and Paladins. Okay, so um, in terms of Fallout 4, is that, is that stream time or, your, or just downtime? Just downtime. And what do you think of it? I'm, I'm completely loving it, and it's just so flooded on stream right now. I haven't done my playthrough of it. And I've been playing it one way, but there's multiple ways to play it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it through later as crazy person, because right now I'm doing the good guy play, like you mm -hmm, can in any mm -hmm. Fallout game. So I'm I'm gonna be doing the bad guy crazy person playthrough live on stream later. Nice and, and Paladins because yeah. TwitchCon, uh, it's FPS MOBA style. There's a few maps right now. There's a few characters you can pick. There's cards set up in the game, so you you as you get chests, you collect cards. Those cards are how you build out your character. So depending on what cards you draw, you get different setups. You can't customize your decks yet. You just sort of get a pile of cards on the character that you've unlocked. Um, later, they're going to have it set up where you can customize the character deck and play that way in matches. And I have a stack of codes for Paladins beta that I've been giving away. It's going to be free to play when it comes out. But okay. to get in now, you have to have a code or they have to have sent you one. So Nice. So that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. yeah uh, it's uh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm shaking my head still at the, the whole possibility of 2.0 today. <laughs> it's got me. It's got me in a like. I'm almost lightheaded over how much I'm coming down from hype right now. I've got that sort of shaky adrenaline rush come down thing going. Are your headphones on too tight? No, sadly. I wish that okay. was it. Okay. Um, so uh, for myself, I was playing this week. I was actually playing Infinity Battlescape. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So um, for people who... Uh, may be aware Infinity Battlescape is uh, a Kickstarter game that uh, has been in slow burn development for the last 10 years uh, done in people's part time uh, to build what looks to be a truly fantastic space sim engine um, with really high quality uh, graphics now they do have some placeholder graphics right now um, and they went for a Kickstarter to raise $300,000 uh, they're in the last 24 hours, and they've reached the goal. Um, so I'm very happy with that. The um, I didn't get access to the alpha because the alpha doesn't exist. I actually got to play the prototype, uh, the actual proof of concept they used, uh, which uh, prototypes are a precondition to being on Kickstarter. Um, so I got to play with it. I played with it for a couple of hours yesterday, and it played or the day before and it played really well um not too much to do but lots of things to explore um mm -hmm. first time using a keyboard because it, it's configured for keyboard just now um a, 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 a person in chat gave me this ridiculous question of hey think you can travel to planets and i went no no, don't think so. So I pointed myself to a planet and I hit warp and I 
I, I went full pelt towards the planet and I landed. Nice. When I say landed, I scraped quite a lot. I spun. Um, turns out heading straight to the planet is not a good landing trajectory. Um, so with that, I, uh, I then found that I did canyon racing. So I was racing my ship through uh, uh, canyons and valleys on the planet, which was just fantastic. Yep. Um, and uh, it, was, it was great. Um, uh, so happy to, that they've uh, passed their funding goal. Um, hopefully, uh, they'll still be above the 300,000 um, because they've only got a day left. They're about 318,000 yeah, I, I, I want them to stay there too. And I yeah. wish I could have backed it. There, yeah. there are times, yeah, I mean, there's so many good games out there and everything else. This is the rebirth of Space Sims. And yeah. it, it's shown with all of the different things. And I love it, too, how on the RSI site, they did link to them. They linked to them yeah. and said, hey, look, this this thing's coming, too. So, uh, yeah, they, they did. They singled it out. Yeah, they are not shooting down the genre like some people, you know, might think other companies would. No, it's all art. No, they want the entire genre to grow back again. And that's that's something Chris Roberts talked about at the start. The space sim genre isn't dead. The the people have been there for it. Just nobody took a risk on it. And yeah. he showed that if you take that risk, the people are going to be there and it's rebuilding. And now it's getting the, the big thing that I'm noticing, too, is a lot of the people coming in. Some of them mm -hmm. are from a generation that really didn't have space sims. Yeah, it's true, actually. We're getting a whole new generation of people introduced to the genre that a lot of us grew up with and, and fell in love with. And we're seeing along with stuff like that too they're live streaming things about spacex and nasa live streams and, and people are getting more and more interested in it and it's all tying in together into something that you know i i didn't even fully get to experience i, I got a little bit of the space shuttle stuff as a kid but mm. a lot of people i i heard them talk about the whole you know the city of tomorrow the future and and i saw a little bit of that when i'd go to disney at epcot and stuff and you know that, that whole idea of future world, Tomorrowland, that that situation. And I'm not talking about the movie Tomorrowland, which... Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was good. It was actually really good. I liked it. And, um... But, basically, it's it's that that thought process is coming back again. And it's it, it, it's wonderful to, to see this... this reinvigoration into the the genre and the science and in that idea and it, it it all coming together and stuff it, it's just it's exciting it's to me it's, it's beautiful good. and exciting yes it makes me feel happy so grackies where can we find you you can find me on twitch.tv slash grackies g-r-a-k-e-e-s uh, you can find me pretty much all over the net under that name. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's me. That's how it's spelled. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. So um, this has been a great day in terms of uh, uh, news and information drops. We're still processing it. We'll have more to talk about this come... Uh, next episode when it's also just probably sinking um, and uh, we'll see you next week everyone bye
If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot. Um, you tried to rip your own heart out, so you were Kali Ma and Om Nom Shivai yourself? Yeah, 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 I had a special moment. Can I honestly just say, this podcast is going for a major fucking edit before it goes out for audio. <laughs> oh, I'm screwed. Um, what was the, what were the key takeaways that you got from this live stream? Oh, oh, oh. It was, it was a prolonged load 